We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister Orange Thunder, Paul Bramblett, and Abigail 13. I have got a lot of news to fit into today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, episode 583. We've had a mini direct and it had some surprises. We have had some very surprising but predictable at the same time news from Nintendo. Um, there's a very, very cool. Uh, third-party pro controller, and if we can squeeze it in, the mailbag. So let's get started with the show. Uh, but, but, but before we do, before we do, do me a favor and head on over to runjumpstomp.com. While you're there at runjumpstomp.com, you will see a link to my Twitch channel, a link to my YouTube channel, a link to the Discord where you can talk to like 1,500 other awesome people like yourself. And uh, you'll also see a link to my Patreon, which I'll shout out some more patrons at the end of the show. So, uh, runjumpstomp.com. Run, jump, and stomp. Don't walk. uh, Over to that URL and uh, check it out. Okay, like I said, we don't have a lot of time to waste because there's so much to talk about. So we had our Nintendo um, Partner Showcase, their Direct Mini, and uh, the first thing that they showed off was a brand new... You know, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming even a little. Uh, The the first thing that that they showed off was Monster Hunter Rise, Um, a new Monster Hunter game, and obviously... A new Monster Hunter game was coming. We had uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which was a 3DS game that was ported to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm here to tell you that game was really good. We also had uh, Monster Hunter World, which uh, was on not on the Nintendo Switch, but it was on the PlayStation. And I believe it's also on um, uh, PC. And that game was incredibly well-received. So with Monster Hunter doing so well, of course Capcom is going to make another Monster Hunter game. But this will be the first Monster Hunter game that is made with the Switch in mind. This is the first game in the series that is made for the Switch and is not a port from something else. And I'm very excited about it. Here's what they have to say about Monster Hunter Rise. The latest entry into the action RPG series finds players battling fearsome monsters and reaching new heights. Prepare to be transported to the colorful Kimura Village, a new serene mountain locale, where players will experience unique culture of innovative hunting technology. Using a special insect called a wire bug, uh, hunters will be able to grapple themselves in any direction, making it possible to scale towering cliffs and structures. Now... That wirebug thing, it looks like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man, you know, he puts his hand out, the web comes out, he attaches it to, in the 70s cartoon, apparently nothing. 
Uh, but he was able to swing around using this wire bug thing. And they're including that in Monster Hunter Rise, and it looks really cool. Like, the traversal looks very, very fun. They also showed off that you can have mounts. So you have mounts, you've got this um, Spider-Man web-slinging, I'm sorry, web-swinging mechanic, and you can even use the mechanic while you're fighting the monsters, which is really cool. I'm excited for Monster Hunter Rise. It comes out, and, and okay, so Capcom is, pre- I think that they're probably pretty confident um, with what they're doing here, but I think that, you know, don't say an actual date. In the times of COVID, you don't say an actual release date. Just say 2021. Capcom, they went all in, they, they put their hands down on the desk, they shoved all the chips forward, and they said March 26th, 2021. So hopefully the game is done by then. Uh, in times like this, you never know what's going to actually happen, though. But I'm going to be picking it up. Now, for those of you who have never played a Monster Hunter game, I'm hoping that this will break the trend. Well, okay. We've already had the trend broken, but then the trend was brought back. What trend am I talking about? Monster Hunter games are hopelessly and incredibly opaque. They do not explain how to play the game very well at all. I learned how to play Monster Hunter games by watching a YouTube series that taught you all of the things that the game should have taught you. Uh, But I had to depend on like a YouTuber to teach me how to play the game instead. Now... That trend kind of got broken with Monster Hunter World. The tutorial in Monster Hunter World, which was on PS4 and PC, was much better. They did a much better job at teaching you how to play the game. However, I would say say that they still didn't do a good enough job. They just did a better job. And then they backslid with Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Now... I don't know that that's really fair because Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was actually a game that came out before Monster Hunter World, but then was ported to Nintendo Switch. So I didn't play it until it came to Nintendo Switch, which was after Monster Hunter World. And so it felt like you were backsliding. But what I'm hoping is that Capcom has learned that if you really teach the players how to play and you make the game accessible then people will be much more likely to pick it up because Monster Hunter World was incredibly successful. And I'm hoping that that trend continues to, you know, have the onboarding experience of playing a Monster Hunter uh, even better with Monster Hunter Rise. Now, you might think, okay, we're done with the Monster Hunter news, but we're not. There's more, all right? There's also a sequel. I lied to you. A little bit ago, I said that um, the first monster, this is the first Monster Hunter game that was made for the Nintendo Switch or with the Nintendo Switch in mind. And that is incorrect, I believe. The The real first game that has the title Monster Hunter um, for Nintendo Switch, I believe, was Monster Hunter Stories. That being said, it's not a Monster Hunter game. It's 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 a Monster Hunter game in name only. It doesn't play like a Monster Hunter game. It's kind of like saying that 
you know, I'll use the, uh, the, the most recent example. It's kind of like saying Hyrule Warriors is not a Zelda game. Yeah, it is a Zelda game, but it doesn't play like a Zelda game. And Monster Hunter Stories is a Monster Hunter game, but it doesn't play like it. Here's what they have to say. It's currently in development. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin puts players in the role of a monster rider who befriends iconic monsters from the Monster Hunter series as they embark on epic adventures together. More information on this story-based role-playing game coming to Nintendo Switch next summer will be revealed in the future. So, from the, uh, the Nintendo Direct Mini, those were the two biggest things that jumped out at me as, okay, very interesting. I'm super excited and hyped for Monster Hunter Rise. I can't wait to play it. Monster Hunter Stories 2, I could not care less about. Like, I'm just not interested. It might be a wonderful game. Maybe the first one was amazing. I didn't play it. It doesn't appeal to me. What I've seen just doesn't, it doesn't tickle that thing in my brain that says, oh, Bill, you got to play this. Whereas Monster Hunter Rise absolutely did. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about some other stuff that was in the, uh, the Nintendo Direct Mini. So I feel like there's two more big stories. Well, two and a half more big stories from the Nintendo Direct. So let me get through those, and then I'm going to give you like the quick lightning round of the other games that were announced. Uh, So, you know, we've been waiting to hear this for a long time. Uh, Surprisingly, Ori and the Blind Forest came to Nintendo Switch a while back. If you did not know, that is a game that is published by Microsoft, so it was surprising that it came to Nintendo Switch, and we weren't sure if Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel that came out this year, was going to come to the Nintendo Switch. In fact, I, I maybe I'm wrong about this, but I specifically remember um, one of the developers talking about getting Ori and the Will of the Wisps to run on Nintendo Switch at 60 frames per second would be incredibly difficult to do. So uh, my guess is it's probably going to be lower frame rate or very low resolution. Now, if you look at a screenshot of Ori, you might look at that and say, why would that be so difficult to get running on the Nintendo Switch? And the reason why is because you you uh, screenshots don't do that game justice every single thing on the screen is moving and animated and beautiful and fluid and it is it is a sight to behold when you play Ori in the Blind Forest and it's even more impressive when you play Ori and the Will of the Wisps so I'm here to tell you that if you have uh, the ability to play this game someplace else other than a Nintendo Switch absolutely 100% play it someplace else. But if you don't have, excuse me, if you don't have another place to play this game, then you want to play this game 
if if you have no other choice on the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be a fun game. It just won't be as pretty. It won't be as fluid. It won't be as smooth. But that game is coming uh, or is already out. Like you can you can uh, play it right now. Uh, you can play it as of yesterday. So it's already there. Uh, there's also a collector's edition, uh, which is available for pre-order from I Am 8-Bit, which I did not know about. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Um, let's talk about the extremely surprising news, and that's that uh, fitness boxing has done well enough to warrant Nintendo making a sequel. Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise. The sequel to Fitness Boxing has entered the ring. Grab the Joy-Con controllers, select the music and courses, and get into a variety of boxing exercises. Players can pick up any one of nine instructors, each with their own distinctive personality, with three making their debut in the game. Janice, Hero, and yes, that's right, Karen. Um... First off, I'm going to apologize if there are anybody who is listening to this who is named Karen or is married to somebody who's named Karen who, or who has a mother named Karen or a daughter named Karen. I cannot believe that Nintendo decided to name a character in this game Karen. With And if you don't know what that means, just look up what a Karen is because it's that's just too too funny i cannot believe that they called the, that they called one of these characters karen it's just it's just hilarious anyway i played the first one as a demo and i have to say for me i liked it more than ring fit adventure but i really disliked the music i am going to assume that this game is going to be more of the same and I'm also going to, you know, I'm just going to lay this out there. I think it's kind of, I don't know, ridiculous for Nintendo to even put out a sequel when they, they could have just DLC'd this one. It, it could have easily been DLC, um, but you know what? They're trying to make some money when they can't ship very many games due to COVID, so I guess I understand a little bit. Um, if you haven't played it, there's a demo for the first one on the eShop. It's pretty cool. I don't like the music, but you know what? Maybe you'll love the music. Uh, and I think it's a good way to, to break a sweat. Uh, it comes out, uh, the sequel comes out on December 4th. I would assume that this um, will also have a demo. Now, I also, I, I guess I'm being a little, a little kind of a jerk 
uh, when I'm talking about this could have just been DLC because it, you know, it has new features like a two-player mode, um, an alarm functionality. Uh, you can remove certain boxing actions. So, I, I look, I haven't played um, this game, the first one, extensively, but I'm an old, broken man. When I move around, my joints make all kinds of creaky, crunchy noises, which is not fun for me. And um, there are some motions, especially with my left arm, that are very painful. Um, So I'm sure that there are certain uh, exercises that people are doing in this game that are painful for them. And the, the ability for people to just turn that off, I think, is really awesome. So, you know, if there's a specific move that is painful for your joints, not for your muscles, but for your joints then you can turn that off and continue to play the game and still get a workout without being in in uh, horrible pain. I just wish I was not in horrible pain all the time. All right, moving on. Uh, Disgaea 6. Um, Disgaea games, there are a ton of Disgaea games on the Nintendo Switch. This, is, this one is Disgaea 6, Def- Defiance of Destiny. As a result of super reincarnation, not just regular reincarnation, but... Super Reincarnation. As a result of Super Reincarnation, the boastful zombie Zed gets stronger the more he dies. By reincarnating their way through a variety of worlds, players will face off against the strongest god of destruction. Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, marks the first time in the series to use 3D models with vibrant characters full of personality in the return to the series' over-the-top battle system. Get ready for an experience that defies common sense, genre, and destiny. (laughs) I couldn't talk. Uh, When Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny comes exclusively to the Nintendo Switch in summer 2021. Now, I will say this. Um, The Disgaea games are a little fan servicey for me. Like, um, they're, you know, they have very buxom... Uh, buxomly drawn female uh, characters, which is fine. It doesn't bother me, but it always kind of makes me a little uncomfortable when I'm playing a game and there's like some cartoon uh, busty lady on the screen. I'm always just like, ah, is that necessary? Is it necessary? Uh, so th- the game has always kind of been like that, um, just so that you're aware, but the gameplay itself of the Disgaea games is actually pretty cool. If you've never played one, it's a turn-based strategy game on a grid, and they're usually funny, and they're usually fun. So I can recommend um, the Disgaea games that I've played as being pretty cool uh, if you can if you can deal with the slightly... I guess I would say mostly harmless, but still a little risque elements, if that makes any sense. All right. By the way, if you want to check out what one of these games is like, um, beginning on September 23rd at 10 a.m., up until September 29th at midnight Pacific time, Nintendo Switch Online members will be able to download and play the full version of of Disgaea 5 Complete. Now, you're not getting the game for free unless you can play through the whole thing in that um, six days. All right, so you got a week to do it. 
I doubt you're going to be able to. I'm sure you have other things to do. But if you do, then you get the game for free. Otherwise, you can try it out and see if you like those kind of games. Lightning round uh, for the end of the Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, these are other games that are on the uh, Nintendo Direct Mini. There's Hades, Empire of Sin, Sniper Elite 4, PGA Tour 2K21, The Long Dark, Balan Wonderworld, and Rune Factory 5. All of those games were mentioned in the Direct. And if you want to know more about it, head on over to my website, runjumpstomp.com. And this is episode 583. Let me just give you a little bit of advice. Do not go to runjumpstomp.com. Do not click on episode 583. And do not follow the link in the show notes so that you can see this fantastic, fantastic looking uh, uh, pro controller from Power A. This thing looks awesome. It looks really, really good. It looks super comfortable. And look, I, I am the first to admit that the the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller is awesome, but the D-pad is kind of not awesome. It took me a while to really come to that realization that the D-pad was not that great. It's pretty good, but it's not. It's just not as good as they used to make. And I'm assuming, and this is just an assumption because I have not put my hands on this controller uh, even a little, uh, but I'm assuming that this D-pad is going to be better. But let's just talk about aesthetics for this thing. Again, you know, unless you want the money to fly out of your wallet, uh, you know, go hand your your wallet to your significant other so that they cannot stop so that they can stop you from making the mistake of buying a pro controller that you do not need. Because this thing looks great. It's black. It's got like a cool Zelda maze on the left handle. Uh, it's got a uh, little gold inlay stuff, and then it's got a uh, you know the uh, one of the Hylian symbols uh, in the middle. This controller just looks fantastic. It is officially licensed, and I think it's pretty cheap as well. I'm trying to open it up uh, while I'm here streaming. Yeah, it's only fifty bucks. It's fifty bucks. That's really good. That's a good price for that. So, um. You know, don't don't click on all of those things and you won't buy this thing. There's my advice to you. Uh, speaking of things that you can't buy or that you don't want to buy, here's what you don't want to buy right now, and that is the 3DS. Because, or maybe you want to go out and buy the 3DS as fast as you possibly can. Because the 3DS has been discontinued by Nintendo. Nintendo has uh, decided we're done with the 3DS. We've moved on to the Nintendo Switch. It's over. It was predictable that it was going to happen. Nintendo told us back when they brought out the DS line, the Nintendo DS, you remember that? When they brought that thing out, they said, don't worry, everybody. The Game Boy line is going to remain. It's going to stay. We'll have our home console, we'll have our Game Boy line, and now we're going to add a third pillar, the DS line. So we would have three pillars holding up Nintendo. 
And of course, Nintendo, as soon as the DS took off, they said, yeah, um, about that, bye-bye, uh, Game Boy. The Game Boy disappeared into obscurity. Well, I don't know if obscurity is the right word, but it's gone anyway. So, fast forward. The Switch comes out. Of course, people ask, what's that mean for the 3DS? And Nintendo says, oh, you know, the 3DS is still going to be around. We're going to support it. And Nintendo, you know, honestly, I think that they supported it longer than most people wanted them to. And I know that there's people who are listening to this right now and they're like, shut up, Bill. I want them to still support it. I still want 3DS games. And for, for those of you who still want 3DS games, I'm sorry, I disagree. The Switch is where it's at, and it's awesome. Uh, but uh, three years after the Switch came out, Nintendo has discontinued the 3DS. Ten years after the 3DS came out, Nintendo has discontinued the line. You can't get a 3DS from Nintendo anymore. Now, I'm sure that you can still go to some retailers and be able to find a 3DS somewhere. So, I expect that some eBay pricing and uh, price gouging is going to start happening sooner rather than later. Last story. Are you guys ready for the last story? The last story is tweeted at me from uh, Nintendo Fit. And they said that Nintendo's Super Mario movie, which uh, I believe he asked about uh, recently, um, is uh, coming in 2022. Now, we already knew that there was a Mario movie on the way, uh, but I didn't know this. Shigeru Miyamoto is the producer of the movie. So that means he gets approval over everything, which that that really increases my interest in the movie. But at the same time, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, there's nothing against Charles Martinet, but I don't want to hear him do the Mario voice for hours for, for a couple hours. Um, you know, people in chat are like, 2022? Well, you know what? Making 3D movies takes a really long time. This does not surprise me, even a little, that it's 2022. Uh, so, he is the producer. Uh, production is moving ahead smoothly on the film, says Chris, Chris uh, Melod- Melodandry, who is the founder of Illumination. That's the studio that's working on it. Um, that's the same studio that made Minions, etc. But, um, you know, the Mario movie's on the way. Miyamoto is uh, kind of in charge of what's happening with it, and I think that all of those things are good. I'm not looking forward to the Mario movie. I'm happy that uh, it's being made, but I, I hope that I never have to hear uh, Mario say anything that's more than, uh, you know, like a four-word sentence. Because while Charles Martinet does a fantastic job with his voice, his voice is perfect for wahoos and uh uh-huh and things like that. But when you have to speak like a full sentence, it's going to be grating, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And that's it, everybody. I have to say, I have the best audience. You guys are fantastic, and I thank you for listening to me talk about video game stuff. Uh, So I really do appreciate it. I do have a favor to ask. I hope that you will do this. 
Uh, I've recently started uh, messing around with how the music is in the show, and I just want to know if the if the music is ever mixed poorly, like you know the music is too loud for you to hear me over, or it's too quiet, or anything like that, or you know when the music comes on, suddenly you have to turn everything down. I'm just curious if if you guys are okay with not necessarily the music choices because those will change from week to week, but the um you know just the mixing. Uh, so let me know. I'm on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. And if you're already doing me a favor, then here's one more favor you can do. You can head on over to Patreon.com slash RunJumpStomp, and you can become a producer of the show and help me make independent gaming content just like this. And you would be in great company. You would be in company with people like... Eric Smith, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Joy Savine, and what's this new music at the end? Oh, what is it? Well, it's um, it's music. That's what it is. So thank you. It's actually music by Harris Heller. Uh, I'm using a bunch of his stuff because it's cool with him if I do, and I really like it. So there you go. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the show. I'm out of here, and I will see you all next time. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye.